Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. Hey, Mike. Thanks a lot for joining. Oh, well, thank you, Luke. Really appreciate the interview. Um, for those of you that don't know, my name is Mike Raper. I'm the brand director for North Foils and North Kiteboarding, but today I think we're going to be talking about foils. So kind of got the foil froth on, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll crash into that. Awesome. I'm based here in New Zealand with the product and marketing team. So I run the, the North Foils brand. Um, we've got a fantastic team of designers, engineers, um, marketers, and uh, yeah, we're, we're really lucky, blessed to be in in Auckland, um, which just has a range of fantastic conditions all year round. So really lucky. Oh yeah, New Zealand is, is like renowned. So many different beach breaks, so many beautiful little spots there. Yeah. How long have you lived there? I'd only been back here about six years, I think. Yeah. Um, actually, learning to, to be a North Islander, if that makes sense. New Zealand's kind of split into two islands, one in the far north and, and one in the south. I was originally sort of family and everything from the south, but um, moved up to Auckland approximately six years ago. So I'm just learning to be what we call an Aucklander. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely loving it. Sort of sub, subtropical conditions and the surf's always on. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good sport. Awesome. Where were you born, Mike? Uh, born in New Zealand, Wellington, um, but moved to Hong Kong when I was kind of about five years old. Okay. I grew up in Hong Kong um, until I was uh, about 15, 16, came back here, school, university, down in Canterbury, Christchurch, and then up to, and then uh, lived in Hawaii for a year and a bit, um, off and on, and then to basically travel a fair bit. Well, so lived in Italy for a year, brand headquarters originally for former brand that I worked for. And then eventually ends up moving to China, uh, Hong Kong. Oh, um, wow. Worked in Hong Kong for about 17 years, I think it was, just managing um, the Cabrina Bra. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, had a lot of fun. It's been, it's been great fun. Sort of, I, I kind of some consider myself a little bit international in that sense. I've done a lot of traveling. And, okay. Last count, I think I visited about 60-something countries. So oh, no way. Luckily, in, in the industry, predominantly it's a good beaches with wind and surf. So I've uh, had a pretty good lucky journey so far. Oh, that's pr- pretty awesome. Hey, when was the first time you came into contact and got the the bug to even start in wind? Um, wind? Oh, man, young. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I grew up in, as I said, grew up in Hong Kong. Dad was a sailor, competitive sailor on the international match racing, racing circuit. And I was kind of, he eventually became a rear commodore of the Hong Kong Yacht Club. So oh, no way. I was super, I was one of those little groms that grew up in the yacht club in the water sailing. Um, reboarding, found surfing at a young age. Not that surf was great in Hong Kong, but it wasn't too bad. And uh, managed to get into the sailing, competitive sailing, dinghy racing, um, did a few worlds and flying 15s and various other other levels, but mainly found the windsurfing when I was about 11. Um, really excited, really lucky to have some of the biggest manufacturers of windsurfing equipment in the world based in Hong Kong and China. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, that was uh, Neil Bates and Gastra. Back in the day, so I used to get the old Robbie Nash Gastra wave sail hand-me-downs and <laughs> beyond Dunkerbeck um, Neil Pride sails for racing. So I, was, I could buy them all. At, they nobody, you know, not a lot of people rode them in Hong Kong, so I could pick them up for a few hundred dollars each. Um, so I was always super lucky at sort of school, university in New Zealand, being able to come back and and pick up fairly inexpensive gear because you know recognize that kiteboarding, windsurfing, foiling, all fairly expensive sports. What what I call luxury water sports. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a challenge to be able to afford a lot of the equipment. Oh, yeah. No, Duke time. No, awesome. But, yeah, always had the bug of 
that never I'm I'm on the water sort of two three days a week um and just yeah love absolutely love what I'm doing to be honest yeah that's amazing yeah that's that's one thing I talked to a friend of mine today and, and we're helping out at another another job that I'm working on and and I was the guy gets to live in his passion and work in his passion and I was like hey like he runs a bike shop and he's an avid cyclist and I said hey would you ever nice. do anything else and he's like no. No, like when you find yeah. that niche where you can put in, like I know you've been putting in a lot of hours. You guys have been really busy over at North lately with a lot going on. But um, when you find that niche, you can, it, it's an accelerated, like it's not, you're not drudging, I guess, as as much. It's more no. you can connect with passion and love and, and, and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. It's, um, I mean, I, I consider myself super lucky. I've, uh, I've always been in the right place at the right time not the smartest person in the world, but I've, I've definitely worked hard and uh, I'm pretty good at surrounding myself with really um, exceptional people. So I think that's that's kind of my superpower if I ever had one, It'd be just connecting with, with good people, smart people and, and being able to work in the industry. And I think I've been in it now for about 30 years, so I consider myself a little bit of a, an old timer, um, but you know, still trying to stay young if I just turned 50, but, but hey, that's cool. I'm still as frothy now as I was back in the day. So, you know, just being able to to work in China um, for most of the, the you know, noughties and, and most of, you know, until I think 2017, I was um, spending a lot of time up in factories. So you spend a day a week in the factory just working through the manufacturing processes, product development, oh, wow. and the cycles and the systems that work in there. So it was, you know, we, we were we were lucky to, I've just been lucky to have that balance of both sport, I used to compete in kiteboarding early days on sort of some of the early Red Bull competitions events. They got to to ride at a fairly high level um, and then transfer that passion into making products for, you know, kiteboarding in the beginning, um, for, as I mentioned, for Cabrina and and then obviously more recently from North, from about 2018 onwards, we took back the North brand. Um, well, we had the brand, but we took back the license from Boards and More. Mm-hmm. So I was asked to set up a team here in New Zealand where we, we brought together some of my favorite people in the industry and, and luckily they kind of all jumped on board and, and saw the, the opportunity of working with a brand like North that has access to North Sales technologies and materials. You know, a lot of people don't realize that North Sales was established in 1957 oh, and wow. has this incredible heritage of making materials, hence why we've put so much energy and effort into our wings, specifically for wing foiling. A lot of it comes down to materials and that material technology transferring into, you know, the elongation properties or working with with materials and designs to to really get that form and function um, working together at a more the the hopefully the the a more affordable price. You know, recognize yeah. these products are kind of up there in prices, premium pricing, but we're trying to give our customers the, the best technology we can um, to the lowest possible retail price. So it's um it's been it's been really exciting. You know, it's it's a, it's a yeah, incredible journey and a lot of fun. Yeah. So, what was your first entry into the industry, if we can touch on that? Um, I was early days. I think it was a. I used to work retail during university holidays. I'd, I'd, um, I was kind of trading and buy things up in Hong Kong, China, and bring them back to New Zealand and sell them. And yeah. That was part of my income, and then the other part was um, working as a uh, windsurf instructor and a surf instructor. So I used to do that. Um, uh, for, for the majority of my income. Um, so I ended up working at a retail store. That kind of led to uh, repping and being an agent for New Zealand and then Australia and then working with the sales force um, for the old brand 
in Europe and helping them in the early days. So I think I, I did that in 2000, 2001, um, showing my age here a little bit. And it's then right. uh, that kind of transitioned to an offer to move to Hong Kong to work in the Neil Pride headquarters um, with Neil Pride Windsurfing and with Cabrina, um, NP, some of those other brands. And I took that opportunity around with that. I kind of sold my soul a little bit to the devil in the sense that Hong Kong doesn't have the best conditions, to be honest, <laughs> but um, really enjoyed the the ability to learn from you know boss like Neil Pride, who was just one of the legends in the industry, uh, just morally, ethically, really honest and really sound, but just able to be nimble while still running a pretty big company, pretty big brand. So um, learned a lot. You know, you come in, pound his fist and spit and froth, and and we'd we'd move and we'd change and we'd pivot and we'd try to improve our products. So. Over that time, just learned a huge amount, uh, just and and also creating really good relationships with our suppliers. Mm-hmm. And suppliers are as much a part of this business as anything. Creating those long-term partnerships with them and and the understanding. Like every day, we talk about how amazing our partners are on the manufacturing side. The the knowledge, the experience they bring to the partnership is just incredible. And uh, we really rely on on those partners hugely for our designers, engineers, and product managers. Okay. So, um, no, it's it's that. Sorry, yes, yeah, so I've been around for a while. Um, I, as I mentioned, started the North again in in uh, 2018. I think we designed an entire kiteboarding range in just under 12 months. Well, and launched in market 2019. We're a little bit late, you know, to the foiling market. We were looking at kiteboarding for those first couple of years and just really investing the majority of our time in getting a really solid um, kiteboarding. Uh, foundation. So we've gone from zero turnover um, in 2018 to I think we're now number two in the market kiteboarding. So we've done a phenomenally good job uh, to to get a really solid, consistent range of products that are performing. This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in La Ventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10 kilometer downwinder done with my buddy mickey from salt spring island today i got in an epic one with my friend Britt. um we went from latuna all the way to the beach and back um heck of a fun time if you're looking to learn there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at saladita kite school they are positioned at latuna and now that i've been here a little while i've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots it is one of the more beginner friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, They do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, So once again, they're at La Tuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there. So you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn how to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. They got top quality gear as well. Uh, So don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting saladitalaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at saladitakiteschool at saladitakiteschool. The highest levels, uh, winning competitions, hitting the podiums constantly. So we're really proud of the success of that business. Um, And that allowed us to then sort of change a little bit and, and we started developing foiling products at the end of 2019. So we were a little bit later to the game compared to some 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 of our major competitors, and that definitely put us on the back foot. But it also gave us an opportunity to test um, their products, benchmark their products, and really clarify. You know, sometimes if you're at the bleeding edge, it's quite hard to. Sometimes you make a product and and it, it does or doesn't work. Where we were able to 
benchmark of, of their products and really decide a, a direction for our brand. Um, just And our goal is to really keep it simple, um, keep it easy to use, but most importantly, still keep the performance of the product um, with a really good sort of affordability. So mm-hmm. um, I, I still believe North foils especially are some of the most um, high performance and, and affordable foils in the market. However, a lot of our competitors have just got a little bit more of a, a snowball effect where there's a lot of people recognize the different brands and they, they buy what they see. But, you know, I always ask everyone, please give give North a go, give it a try. Um, we've been investing really heavily recently into not only the wings and the boards, but most importantly, the foils, the hydrofoil system. Um, and that's, that's been a really big push for us. Yeah, let's go into that that system because it's, it's unique, it's interesting, and uh, there's good engineering behind it. So let's go in, let, yeah, let's dig into I think it. So. I think so. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of... I just, it's a it's a classic. I always say this to everybody: just flip over a North foil um, and feel, put, just put some weight on the wing, and just feel that the bend of the mast, especially our carbon masts, um, and feel that torsional flex by twisting those wingtips forward and aft, and you'll find that the geometry and the stiffness of our sonar foil carbon system is as good, if not better, than some of our competitors. In fact, our standard carbon system, even on the data, because we measure it all ourselves. That data, we were actually up there with some of the high modulus systems, and especially the the connection between the mast and the fuse is critically important. We have a system called GeoLock, which we patented, um, and and that really does give us a, a really stiff performance between the mast, the fuse, and the front wings. We've worked really hard. We've been a little bit slower in the beginning, but we, we really ramped up over the past three four years to to start to deliver some phenomenal front weight um, performance-wise. And I think we've really come from a sailing heritage background with uh, Uli, our product manager for foils, as a naval architect. So his understanding of fairing and shapes and, and what works and what doesn't work has been amazing. But most importantly, his ability to, he's a, he's a composite specialist. He's feeds, breathes, lives, sleeps, carbon. Um, oh, wow. And, and layups and materials. And that, that again, in combination with our Wing designer Daniel, um, who's just the most intelligent person I've ever met, um, is that they're able to make these these samples and prototypes that we can put out to our test team, and really push the limits of of what's possible. Um, so we're we're really proud of of the, the series of wings that we have on the market. There's basically three of them. Okay. Um, there's the HA series, which stands for high aspect ratio, which is very high speeds, um, real efficient glide, um, but they do have quite a high sp- uh, store speed so they can sort of drop off foil at quite a high speed so you've got to drive them at a, at a high speed great for racing great for winging if you're towing in on huge waves some of the smaller smaller wings are just fantastic uh, speed that allow you to get out in front of the wave um, and race some of those big 30 40 foot wave faces but all the way down to I have a question um, just can some I people. can I hop on my yep. two footers can I can I use that and surf on a two footer not yet <laughs> as you can but you, you've got to drive them fast um and that's and that's where we we that's why we've we kind of got the HAs here and and there's a small percentage of our sales, but the majority of our sales are in what we call the MA series. So this is a medium aspect ratio series, and it sits in the middle of the performance. And the MAs have a huge wind range; they've got a really good bottom end, so they've got a very low stall speed. Yet when you push them with a the wing, or if you if you are towing on some bigger waves or, or riding prone surfing, you can really drive them at a, at a super high speed and not as fast as the HAs, but you know what? Not far off on, on the speed spectrum. So big speed range, 
quite a narrow span, really fun to roll and carve and turn. And as a family of products, you can start on the biggest MAs at the 2400, 2100, 1850 in the packages, 1500 even. And this is what we kind of call our uh, beginner intermediate series of sizes. So if you're a really big dude, let's say you're living in Florida, um, you've got light wing conditions, you can get out the 2400 or the 2100 and you can get up and get riding. However, the, the 2100 and 1850 are kind of about package wings. Those, those first wings that you buy if you're getting into the sport, really easy to use, mm. really easy to get up on foil. Um, and, and most importantly, um, all of our wings in that series have an incredible pitch stability. Now, not everyone knows what pitch stability is, but what it means is when you're going at a slow speed or a high speed, the pitch of the, the angle of the wing doesn't change. So it's really stable. So it's really consistent. Some brands you have to move your weight forward as you start to go faster because the wings start to lift. Yeah. Because um, they're creating so much lift. Or when you start to go a little bit slower, some others, some of their wings kind of have a, have a tendency to drop down a little bit. So we've made sure that all of our wings, no matter what size, have an incredible pitch stability. So you do not need to move your feet on the board. Um, and that's and that's across actually it's across our HA range, MA range, and our SF range. Um, which I'll come into in a second. Yeah, sure. The MA range, effectively, can those those top four sizes, those those are kind of our big volume sellers, especially because a lot of people coming into the sport makes it really easy. You can use them as your light wind um, front wings in the future. And then as you get down into the next sizes, the 1200, the 1050, the 850, the 700, those next four smaller sizes are amazing for free ride winging. You can ride a wave, you can go fast, they've got a low stall speed. And they've still got a really familiar feel that you've had on the bigger sizes. My personal favorite, I mean, actually, I've got to I'll put some out before the meeting. Oh, but sweet. Um, for example, that's our, that's our uh, 20, I think it's 21, yeah, 2100. All right. Um, and that's, as you can see, it's it's a pretty big wing, um, but very, very easy to use um, and has an incredibly tight top end speed. Um, the MA. 850 things in comparison so in the same range of products but the ma850 um definitely you can say it's got a slightly elliptical shape um has a really nice tight top end speed yeah um, turn very, very fast very fun and just rolls from side to side that's our newest newest wing um so these wings have only just launched oh um and i think we we kind of we call them the ma v2s we had a range of ma's in the beginning, but we've really been working on these past 18 months through the whole range of sizes. And the feedback has been fantastic. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. Retailers, consumers, schools, riders, everyone's come back and just said, hey, look, one of the best all-round, and I'm not just saying that, I'm mm -hmm. genuinely one of the best all-round MA wings um, on the market. So if anyone's listening, please please give them a go. Um, my personal, that, that 850 is, is my go-to most of the time. I'm 92 kilograms, over 200 pounds. I'm a little bit of a dad bod, but uh, working on that. Um, but the, um, the, the, it really works well for those, the 850 is just that, that beautiful balance for size that, that just works so well. You can still pump it a little bit, but the roll and the carve is just phenomenal. And it's just got such a uh, low stall speed. Like when you're going for transitions, jibes, especially tacks, it just kind of carries you through those tacks so gently and easily. Isn't it crazy? Um, so yeah, really, really proud of the investors. Isn't it crazy that we're talking gate fifty and we're talking about glide I know I, and we're talking about easier transitions? Because before you would have just dropped like a stone. 
I literally just had a friend, he's just, he just got back yesterday and he's just spent like three weeks in Maui and just been watching progress over the past year, year and a half. And he's literally gone for these big wings. And I said, look, dude, take the, take the 850, take it to Maui. So he's, he's like, Mike, it's too small. I've only ever ridden like 1050s, yeah. smallest and you know, 1200s. He came back and he goes, you favorite, 850. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I think just having that consistent wind. Yep. And and having enough power sort of three five or four two front wing has just meant that he's he's had an amazing ability to uh and, and that he he just came back and he said the role was incredible, wave riding was amazing, the top end he said he was just blitzing people on the water for speed, yet he said on the transitions and slowing down and carving on the on those waves, he said the low, really low stall speed was just phenomenal. Oh wow. So no, we're we're super proud. You know, none of the wings have any tip reach um or ventilation. Uh, along the wingtips, the flow just water flow just really reconnects beautifully to the wings. So yeah, super proud, and can't wait for everyone to join them. Tip it with ease, and they won't like because the earlier stuff. As soon as you got any part of the foil out of the water, it would just collapse. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was I think it's been a big learning curve for us. Um, we've now none of our HA series, MA series, or SS series have any tip breaches issues. We've we've figured out how to um, without giving any IP away. We've we've figured out how to resolve that and make sure that the flow just connects immediately afterwards oh beautiful um i think the other the other uh, the other wing series that we have is the sfs um sf stands for surf um so effectively the surf series kind of operate at, at the lower end of the speed spectrum so they're they've got an incredibly low stall speed um they don't have a super high top end speed but if you're into wave riding and carving and, and kind of most people i see a pretty big market of people who go winging when a crank up wind and um, depower the wings off the leading edge and just surf downwind. Like you can, it's kind of like a powder run. You've just got lumps and bumps everywhere. You can crank those tight turns on some of those bigger open ocean swells. You can come in and, and ride in and sort of pull out before you get to the beach break. And the SF series really allows you to do that. We launched the 1230, the 1080, and the 930 um, in March. And we're just releasing now the new SF. Um, so I was going to get sizes right. SF eight thirty and SF six eighty. Oh um, wow. And honestly, the SF eight thirty has become my my one of my new favorites for for wave riding, proning, towing. Um, the SF series is fantastic for prone surfing. So it's it's really our surf range of boards. You can downwind with them. Um, they do have a lower speed. So when you get into those open ocean swells, really big ones, we don't recommend the SF series. But if you want to get into the SUP, you want to get into the prone surf, you want to do sort of small lumps and bumps for downwinding um, where they haven't got too long a fetch and they're a fairly close period, um, then then that SS worked really, really well, especially the 680. So incredible feedback from team riders, customers, um, and the SS series. just big. And also actually for some people who want to use a wing for light winging conditions, um, sometimes they find the SS series is if you just want to go out and you don't want to, Go super nuking fast, but you do want to go out and you just want to carve turns and you want to do transitions with coming without coming off the foil. Um, you compare the SF um, front wings for that as well. So really versatile wings, both the SF and the MA series. But the MA series definitely has the biggest wind range. So if you're a winger, go MA. If you're a winger who likes a little bit of surf, go maybe consider the SF series and, and give them a demo at your local retailer. And if you want to go super fast, um, the HA series definitely, definitely a lot of fun. Oh, sweet. And obviously, it's super important to pair the rear stabilizers uh -huh. with the front. Yes, so sir. The big mistake a lot of people don't make, it, or a lot of people make, is not 
pairing a really fast stabilizer with a fast front wing and a slow stabilizer with a slower wing. You just don't want those two, uh, uh, you, you want to get that combo correct. Because if you get it wrong and you've got a, let's say you've got a really slow front wing and you've got a super high fast rear stabilizer, it's just not going to engage and create lift at that low speed. So you really don't have anything there to push against. So make sure you've got a, a slower rear stabilizer. We've got a, a oil rider's guide yes. is is, um, is a fantastic A to Z on the entire North foil system. It really does help you understand what, you know, do I go aluminium? Do I go carbon? Um, do I, what length of master would go for? 72, 85? Um, you know, wingings predominantly 85, pronings till 72, can be 85 on big days, overhead days. Um, and then obviously the benefits of those products. And most importantly, what front wings, because you buy a sonar foil edition, that means a mask, a fuse, and a rear stabilizer in a bag. And then you're able to put a, a front wing, you choose the front wing that you want to go with that. So our system is completely modular. You'll never grow out of it. We have no intention of changing the system. Um, so once you buy into that into that ecosystem, um, that modular ecosystem, you know that you can always pair um, and and play with you know different fuse lengths of 600, 700. Could we check out uh, your fuse? Would you have any fuses around that we could see? Uh, yeah, um, it's a little bit salty because I was out on it yesterday, but um, oh, lucky man. Thanks, yeah. So we have what we call the um, C six hundred, C seven hundred fuselage length. So 600 is being a 600 mil from from nose to tip, and um, or so tips tail. Um, then we also have the 700. This is a 600 I've got here. It's paired with a 830 front um, SF 830 front wing. Okay. And then I've got a new S185 rear stabilizer. One just on there. Oh, beautiful. That's just kind of my go-to for some of those smaller days when it's going to waste to um, sort of head and a half to, to, to riding. And so I'm really fun, but the, the benefit of our system, I don't know if you can see that, yep, but we can see just it. come back a little bit. Sure. Benefit of that is that is that you can see some of the industry have their rear stabilizer below the fuselage. Mm-hmm. We actually have ours above um on the top of the fuselage. So it's actually a little bit higher than front wing. Reason being is that when you get close to breaching, a lot of our competitors, when they breach the front wing, they you 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 fall off the board quite easily. So all of our front wings, oh sorry, all of our sonar systems, the rear wing is actually positioned on top of the fuselage, which means it's in cleaner water, but most importantly, it's an early warning system. So when you're riding along, especially winging, and you just come a little bit too high to the surface, you start to breach your stabilizer before you breach your front wing. What that means is it becomes an early indicator that the that the you're getting really close to the surface and if you come up any higher your front wing is going to breach so what happens is you get this little this feeling on your back so you're like oh i'm a bit high and you quickly pick weight forward and nine out of ten times you're able to avoid the front wing breaching oh cool um, so we just call this early indication for for breaching and it's it just makes such a huge difference to riding people don't realize but i think most of the industry you know, the the a lot of the industry is still based on putting their rear stabilizers underneath, and you just don't have that benefit. So, it's one of the key features of the North Sonar foil system. Oh, cool! Hey, can we check out that geolock that you were saying that you had patented? Oh, yeah. So the geolock, um, actually, geolock is a the connection between 
the I see the mast here, so it's the bottom of the mast, the top of the mast. Um, I've actually got the screws plugged in here, so I won't, I can't fit it into yeah, that's it directly because okay. I need to un unscrew the screws. But effectively, this this system goes into the into the fuselage, and it's a wedge fit, which means the load from the the all that load that's coming through is going in in a wedge. And there's no load on the screws. A lot of our computers have a lot of load on the screws, mm -hmm. whereas we we the screws literally just hold it in place. But what's happening is you're pushing this mast into fuselage, and that wedge fit is creating a moment. So all that energy, from a physics perspective, is coming through and being perfectly distributed along that fuselage, and that's what gives us a really stable, stiff uh, connection system. We call that geo lock because it um, it locks into place. Um, so we're yeah really really proud of that connection system, and then obviously the on the front of the wings. Let's see, I don't know if you can see it here. Um, on the front of the wings, yep. we just have a connection, a three three bolt connection system. All of our all of our uh, hardware is entirely M8. Okay, so there is no combinations of M8, M7, M6. Every single tool in our system is entirely M8. You'll notice the the measurements, the screw sizes are, are listed on, on actually printed onto the screw. Okay. And the size that we recommend for each wing is also, so it's kind of kook proof in the sense that you just can't really get it wrong. No, beautiful. Um, we do have a, a really cool shim system. I don't know if you can see the green. Yep. Um, yep. On the tip, they're just running a one degree shim on there at the moment because it was a pretty small day and I wanted a little bit more front foot pressure. Okay. Um, and the shim kit's another great way if you're getting into more advanced riding of playing around with the system and just playing around with the feels. Everyone's got different feels. Everyone wants different front foot pressure. But out of the box, it, it's perfect. You don't need to tune it. And that's actually one of the biggest benefits of the North system is that we've done the maths and we've done the physics on, you know, we're, I'm surrounded by pretty incredible engineers who've, who've kind of worked out a formula where if you can imagine you've got a front wing rear stabilizer, the center of lift in the, in the, in the front wing is always calculated the distance between the lift and the front wing and the front of the mast, that distance is always the same. So you always know that this, the amount of lift coming through your front wing in relation to where your mast is, is always the same. So no matter what fuse you're running, no matter what wing you're running, you've always got this really consistent feel, which means that mast in the track on the bottom of the board, that's pretty consistent. Like you only ever need to gently maybe move it forward, sort of maximum one inch, minimum one inch at the back, We've got a lot more track there if you want it, but most of the time our customers just don't need it. Out of the box, our foils work really well. And we have an indicator where roughly if you're an 80 kilogram rider, then we have the indication and that's where you start. If you're a little bit lighter, you can you can move the track back. If you're a little bit heavier, you can move the track forward. But based on your weight, you have a really consistent feel for all of us on our systems. So I talked about that pitch stability, talked about the stiffness, talked about the no need to, unlike some brands where they've designed the foils in different times and, and over a period of time, we've always designed to this formula to make sure that you have a really consistent feel for all of the North foils and, and Sonar foil systems. Nice. That in combination with where it is on the board is critically important as well. Like, you know, where you put your back foot strap compared to your front foot strap when you're standing on the board is super important as well. A lot of people don't realize that with the North board, you can to get up on plane is 
we all agree is one of the hardest things to do. So getting up on a plane, off the water, releasing some water onto foil yep. is really important. Now, that's when you don't have technique in the beginning, you're not using foot straps, you're just gently left up on a, on a north fork. However, if you do have a little bit of pump technique, we've designed our boards, foot strap positions, to be perfectly matched with where the mast is in the, in the box track system. Meaning mm. you can slip your feet into the foot straps before you get up on foil. You can slip your feet into foot straps. And when you get up riding, they will be in exactly the same place. You don't need to move your feet around the board before you get up on plane and once you're up on foil. A lot of brands, you have to take your back foot out. You have to lean it really close to the front foot. So you've got your front foot and the foot strap, but your back foot's kind of floating. Mm -hmm. They need to do that to get the weight forward, to get the board flattened off. Um, we found if you can get both feet into the foot straps before you get up on plane, that's when you pump. Like if you ever stand still and you put your feet together, here's an example. If you put your feet together and ask your friend to push you, you'll fall over. If you have your feet, you know, shoulder widths apart, your friend pushes you, you're so much more stable. Oh yeah. And okay. that's what we've worked on is making sure that you can get both your feet into the foot strap before you get up on plane. And that enables you to give a really good hard pump so you're not falling over. And that will help you get up onto four more easily. A lot of our competitors have a lot of um, volume at the front of the board and not enough volume at the back of the board. Hmm. So what happens, the board just sinks. So the tail sinks at the back and you, you can put your front foot in the foot strap, but you cannot, like competitors board, put your foot at the back of the board. You have to put it right next to your front foot to flatten off the balance of the board, the volume distribution on the board to get the board flat. We all know when the board's flat, it goes faster through the water and it lifts up onto plane faster. But if your board's sinking at the back, it's really hard to get your board to plane through the water quickly so you can disengage and, and reduce the friction. So really Fair important, enough. lots of volume in the tail of the board, foot strap foot position is really important. We calculate both of those in relation to the mast position, in relation to the central lift in the wing. And we've kind of find those four calculations. The fifth calculation, which is critically important, giving away a little bit of IP here, is the front foot is that center of effort. So when you push down on the front foot, if you don't have your front foot in the right position, um, you'll find if you push down, the, the, the foil will just stay there, but we want the foil to go down and lift up. And so you're able to change the pitch angle. And that makes a big difference when you're bouncing and you're rolling on a wave or a lump or a bump, being able to have that center of effort in, in that front foot and finding that sweet spot. So we kind of found that that formula, that perfect formula. Oh, awesome. And that's what we've been working to. And I think that's why a lot of our customers, when they first ride a setup from north, are like, wow, that was easy. And the performance comes. And they're like, wow, you know, the, the performance is there, the ease of use is there. We talked about as a brand trying to focus on making this sport easier, more accessible for the average consumer, customer to get into it. And it's like, you know, it's not like kiteboarding where you need 10 hours of lessons instructor, you put your life in the, in the hands. With with foiling, you can get a couple of lessons and then you know maybe from a pro instructor or a school, but then pretty quickly you can learn from a friend or a, an aunt, an uncle, cousin, brother, mate, um, just who's, who can you know, keep an eye on you for those next five, six sessions. And within 10 sessions, the, the learning curve is so fast. We're so lucky with winging in the sense that it loves gusty conditions. You can paddle out. If you get in trouble, you can paddle back in without sinking into the water. Like there's just so many benefits to to foiling, and then and it kind of opens up wing foiling. Just opens up this world of opportunity with all these other amazing foiling products. You know, yep. uh, foiling sports. Sorry, I mean you know prone surfing, kicks ass, weight 
wake foiling, um, boat foiling, just getting up on a on a boat, you know, on those first tries, just getting up and foil behind the boat's pretty exhilarating for a lot of people. Oh yeah, big time. Um, and obviously all the way to downwinding and pumping and and you know, there's just you, you look at that tree of of branches of different sports that you can do now, it's it's pretty insane really. It's um, crazy yeah, how sorry, quickly frothing Yeah, again. you froth away. It's crazy how quickly it's accelerating as well. And then so where are you getting your ideas from for like your V one MAs to your V two MAs? Are you getting that from obviously team, riders, public? Trial and error um experience, just just internally within with you know, with our customers' feedbacks um obviously really key. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of our test riders just just saying, Hey Mike, you're Daniel and Oli, we just really want it to do this, this, and this. Um, we're really looking for the performance in these directions, and and I think obviously Daniel and Oli are kind of the, the 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 more intelligent side of the of the team. They're able to work out um, with CFT and and with the experience that they've got from sailing and and boat building and and naval architecture how that works, and just having that science is it really you know you you get a when you can you can just ride and test without the science, but you're you're always experimenting. You're always, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? There's no science behind it. Whereas we've been incredibly lucky to have the science because they're able to say, hey, look, we do this, it should do that. And you know, eight out of ten times, one out of you know, four out of five times, um, they're right. Mm-hmm. And and we go out, we test on the water, we come back and go, holy crap, that was next level. It, we completely nailed it in this direction, but maybe there's a sacrifice here. How do we improve that? And just kind of. It's it's multiple iterations. We're incredibly lucky to be based here in Auckland. Sort of uh, has been the High America's Cup over the past few years, and and we've got our sister company. Is actually a lot of people don't realize, obviously with North Sales, um, but also with Southern Spas. And Southern Spas is the they manufacture the world's largest masts on sailing yachts and booms and all the luxury yachts. But more importantly, the racing side of their business is phenomenal. They do most of the America's Cup rigging. Um, from from all these all these super high performance composite specialists, and they've got CNC machines, and they've got we're able to do a molding and a prototype and iterations. There. And we've got this fantastic partnership with Southern Spas, the the CEO there, Mark, um, and we've just been able to set up this really rapid prototyping iteration system, so we can go out regularly iterate, 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 and it's that that compact fast. Um, development cycle that's really giving us the edge at the moment. How oh, We're able to test all these theories, these ideas, get them on the water, and you, know, you can test in G10, but it really helps to be testing in the materials you're going to manufacture from. So pre-preg carbons and and making sure we get the core materials correct um, really does make a big difference to the feel of those of those wings and those systems. So yeah, incredibly privileged to have them literally you know 15 minutes down the road. Um, and we've got a great relationship with them. So we're just cranking through the samples. Oh, beautiful. Nice. And how far into the future do you guys go before you like releasing? You're always R&Ding. So is there some, obviously, and you can't yep. share it, which is fine. But what is it that you guys are, like how far, do you have stuff that you're like, oh, I can't wait to share this in a couple of years? Or, God, I do it so much. I've got to be really that. careful. <laughs> I, I hate this. I hate those questions. Yeah, we've got to be super careful what of we course. talk about. Of course, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, now we've got, I, to be fair, you know, we've got so I can I can be a little bit open. We've got some really cool pump wings coming. Okay. So, you know, the flat water pump scene, especially in Lakes Europe, um, you know, just people instead of going for a jog in the morning, grab if you've got a dock and a and a and something close by, take a running jump, go for a pump for twenty minutes. Your legs are absolutely fried. You've got an incredible cardio workout. 
um, and you can come back in and, and, you know, that's, that's your, that's your buzz for the day. You don't get that kind of angry early afternoon. So, you know, the pumping is, pumping is growing. I think, especially in places like Holland and, and Europe and flat water locations where there's not a lot of wind, but there's a lot of water. Um, I think there's a huge amount of opportunity for pump foils um, going in that direction. So, yeah, we've got a range of pump foils coming out in the new year. Oh, beautiful. Um, we're also obviously working on the downwind foils. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's been something we've kind of, you know, been working on for about a year now. We're holding off release. We're just, we're, we're really happy benchmarking against um, our, all our major competitors, especially doing the M2O, seeing all of their their wings. We've, we've been really lucky to benchmark against all of those products. We obviously buy all of our competitors' products, test them. Um, but Makes most sense. importantly, just making sure that we're able to push it that that next step further forward. Um, and I think you know we're you know we're still playing catch up on the on the downwind for sure and, and the pump. But you know there's some brands that have had some great pump wings out for a few years. But you know when you really analyze them, you ride them day in day out, you start to realize what the the pros are and sometimes what the cons are. So we're just trying to eliminate those cons and and come out with we we what we believe we hope to be. You know the best pump wings, the best down wings in the future. So, nice. yeah, definitely something we're working on for sure. They're actually quite hard. I was talking because I've talked to a couple of brands, and they're saying those big, big spans, and and to make them because I tried one and I found it, and I was winging with it, but it was obviously yeah. it's designed to be slow, but it just hit a brick wall. So it was like obviously winging with those. Yeah, like if, if they've got the max. So if you're thinking like, oh, okay, it's like speed. this is such a big span, it would be a great wing to wing on. It was like uh, it, it hit the wall really quickly, mm-hmm. turning it, like turning it, it turned. But obviously, because it has a wide ring span, it's for a specific purpose. So uh, that that's what because I, I got to Very try much. one of them this summer. I think it was a sixteen fifty or something. And um, yeah, and, and it was yeah. not meant for the conditions that I was in. But I'm I'm curious because everybody's going that route. Um, and I, I, we interviewed a couple athletes like uh, Marcella Witt, and she was saying, "Oh, downwinding is going to be easy." But as soon as she hops on a paddle, you're like, "This is so much harder than I had anticipated." And I can just picture <laughs> it through your head, right? Because you're like, "Right, you're on a skinny stand up paddle board, and you touch down, and then you got to get up on foil yep. somehow." <laughs> it's yeah. it's cool yeah. like i yeah. love the there's evolution a, a magic i think so yeah there's I mean, it's, and that's a great thing about this sport at the moment so much you know, it's just the the evolution more brands is just yep. cranking and you've got sometimes you have these little smaller brands that could a niche yep um niche brands that are kind of may have a breakthrough in one direction and you, and you sometimes you have other brands here and i think everyone's just that that's the fun of it at the moment you know that's that's what i'm fizzing off on a daily basis is the just being responsible for the product like there's just is just seeing all these different avenues that you can specific, like we're, we're going from a generic foil that does everything to these really niche um, niche areas that where they need very specific design um, characteristics uh, for the to, to get the performance you're looking for to make it easier. For example, downwinding to get up on plane, but still have a really high top end speed and will be able to operate in slower waves or higher speed waves. So Very true. That, those choices we're making on a daily basis for, from design direction is, is can be really challenging. Oh yeah. Um, but that's I guess you know any if it's not hard to do then it's it's normally not a lot of fun. So yeah, I think we've we've been really enjoying sort of learning and uh, along the way and and sort of implementing what we've learned hopefully in a direction that people can appreciate the performance. Oh yeah, for sure. And you were just mentioning about your uh, V2 masks. 
Yeah, the, um, the, it's just uh, we don't have a V2 mast, but we've got a we've got in the mast we've got an aluminium mast. Um, we call the AF uh, a a aluminium foil AF series, and we have the CF series, which is a carbon foil series. And the CF series comes in a range of different sizes: 72, 85, 95. Um, and we we are working on high modulus masts for the future. Mm. Um, but I can't talk about that in too much detail today. Okay. But, and I'm really excited about you know. It, our bottom line at the moment is if you benchmark our carbon mast against most of our competitors and some high modulus, you'll find the stiffness of the system is, is quite amazing. And, that, and that's been one of the core reasons why we're selling so many carbon systems versus aluminium. Don't get me wrong, aluminium system is great. It's great to learn. Um, you know, it's 30, 40% yeah. less expensive, but a lot of customers getting into the sport see that and they say, well, I could buy an aluminium, but then if I spend 30, 40 more, if I'm really going to get in the sport, I may as well go carbon. So the aluminium works well for schools, centers, beginners, people who are not really that sure if they, they're going to get into the sport. Um, and they can be sold easily afterwards, but most people going for carbon. And then obviously mm-hmm. there's a percentage of the market who really want the highest performing masks possible. Yes. And that's where the high modulus masks come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're definitely, definitely working on that for the new year. So oh, beautiful. I'm very excited to, to introduce that range. But at the moment, we're frothing about the MAs, we're frothing about the new SF series. Um, and and really excited to to get some of our new wings, which we've just launched the the new Mode Pro and the new Loft, mm-hmm. um, which are both um, uh, both of these are using some some pretty cool technologies and materials. Um, we call it NW45. Just go to the northkb.com and and have a look on the website. You'll don't need to listen to me, and there's a lot that's uh, explained probably a lot clearer, a lot more efficiently there. You're doing a good job. But the the NW45 material is basically a UPE material, so it's a it's a woven fabric that has a very low stretch, and then we put a film backing on the back, which has effectively a, a cross weave, like next ply, like a a film basically with with a weave, and it and it means that the material is incredibly stiff. Um, it's also a lot lighter. So quite often a lot of the, the Dacrons that you use in most standard classic sport ranges of products um, for a lot of our competitors is 160, 170 grams. Um, we've managed to get this NW45 down to 105 grams. So it's a really big reduction in weight. You know, you see the Alulas of this world are 80, 85, not far off there, but they don't have the crazy price tag of Alula, mm. you know. Lula, who can afford a Lula? And and Impressive. at the moment, that's what we've been focusing on and trying to make really high performance um, wind wings that are reasonably affordable. I'm not saying they're cheap; they're definitely they're definitely up there, but they're not crazy prices. And then we've in combination on both of those wings, is both on the the loft and the load. Um, we we've also been playing around with some of the canopies. We've introduced a new canopy this year into the Mode Pro called the Matrix Canopy. Um, it's a little bit heavier than a standard 55 gram canopy material, but it's very stiff and it's about three times stiffer, in fact, which means it feels the beginning of the season, first time you ride it on the Mode Pro, compared to one year later, the shape and the profile of the wing keeps it, it keeps its original shape. It doesn't deform and bulge and look like a shopping bag. Most of those lighter weight canopies, you look after them one season and, and they're, they're, just, they're just wrinkled and, and, and just nowhere near as, as good. Um, as the matrix canopy. So we've been working really hard on keeping that stiffness, um, both on the warp, the weft, and the bias, um, and just making sure those stretch, it just doesn't stretch. Because when you introduce such a stiff airframe and you put a standard canopy on it, the canopy bulges. So you have to pair 
I talk yeah, about the combos sense. again. You yep. have to pair the airframe with the stiffness of the canopy fabric, and that really allows you to have and keep that beautiful geometric shape without wrinkles and bulges and, and keep the performance of the wing all the way. The other benefit of the stiffness is incredible. Like not only does it let you go really fast and hold it down in another five, seven knots on the top end, like that's that's the biggest benefit out of Matrix and the Moog Pros. You can hold these wings down in another seven, 10 knots of conditions, whereas normally you'd be battling and fight fighting your wing. Mm-hmm. Mode Pro, you can hold on to it in every gust. You just ride it through, just depower your backhand and you're so comfortable. But what it allows you to do is go really fast. And we know with winging, the faster you go, change your angle of attack the higher you're going to jump and when you've got that stiff wing instead of it folding like a rock and plummeting and dropping down that stiff frame holds your body weight and when you land you get this always beautiful hang time and you've got that forward momentum so that when you hit the water you've actually got a few knots of forward momentum and that allows you to get back up and foil again so when you or i was always classic to watch anyone go out the first time on a mode pro they jump way too high, they completely <laughs> over-rotate and they normally fall over straight away because they just, they're up there for longer. So yeah, cool. it really does help to, uh, with these wings, you, you'll find just first time you jump, just take a little bit easy, from just ease into it and then kind of push yourself as you get the timing right over time. Um, but it just, uh, yeah, really proud of the Mode Pro range. It's, it's, it's a wing designed, it does everything free ride, freestyle, wave riding, um, but it, it really is a high performance free ride wing. Um, free ride we meaning it's got a good bottom end it's got a good top end and this is our second version of the mode now last year it was a mode this year it's a mode pro um, and we've had time to refine the design and and again every iteration makes a huge difference in performance so being really proud of that the second wing we've got that just launched is the loft pro yeah so whenever we put pro on one. the end it just means it's a, it's not a classic material it's a it's a next step up in performance materials and the loft pro also features the then we 45 and it only comes in two sizes though seven meter and eight meter there's a dedicated light wind wing so really it works in as i said places like florida where it's you know 10 knots if you're lucky you get 12 knots you know it starts to white cap at 12 knots so this is what we call sub white capping conditions meaning you can get going in six eight ten knots depending on your technique but i warn you it has no top end like it really is designed to just pull you up onto foil. We designed it so you don't need pump technique Mm. where it just has this raw power, this raw grunt that drives you forward. It doesn't pull you downwind. It doesn't feel like a truck. It feels like it's it's pulling its power is giving you board speed that allows your forward to come come up on foil and disengage the the friction from the water. So really proud of the the Nova uh, sorry the um, Loft Pros. They've been selling extremely well. Actually last year and this year we've been it was called the Nova Lightwind last year, and we just gave it a new name, Loft, this year, and called it the Loft Pro. We got some buddies on Vancouver Island out in yeah, Salt nice. Spring that are like six to seven knots, and they're like, "What the heck? How? What do I? What, what, what do I go for? Because they're hard to come by." And even the guys, like all my buddies in Ottawa here, same thing. It's like they want to get out in that kind of stuff. There's a bunch of brands that they've tried, and there hasn't been. I'm actually I'm looking forward to trying the Loft. To get an idea of what yeah, I can cool. get it going for, like I, I have some years under my belt, obviously nowhere near what our, our wonderful pros are doing. But just to see how, what is that difference? It would be awesome to be able to try that thing out to see because it, it's hard to come by. Some brands who are dedicated more into wave, like 
their their bigger wings are it's just a big Mack truck and it's like yeah like everything's huge and it's like well it's not that fun to ride but i'm curious yeah absolutely stoked to try it yeah this this, there's two schools of opinion here you can go for a large front hydrofoil wing Mm -hmm. and go for a slightly smaller big wing uh wind wing but once you're up in foil it's kind of draggy and it's slow and it's it's just you, I get frustrated because there's so much drag and just your arms feel like they're getting pulled out of your sockets because your wing is taking you forward, but your foil is so slow. It's just so much strain on your body. Yeah. Um, versus going for a slightly small hydrofoil wing, which has really nice glide, low friction. And having a big wind wing, it has a huge amount of power. So we've designed these wings. Some of our competitors have quite high aspect ratio wings, but you get a lot of tip strike, meaning as you're riding, the wing tips just keeps hitting the water and you keep falling over. So we've made our our cord width um, quite quite narrow, so the aspect ratio was a lot lower. Oh, okay. Um, and the length's a little bit longer, um, but we believe that gives you a huge amount of power, which is manageable power. It's, it's not you don't have to be super careful, conscious about it. And we just to, as a guide, we kind of recommend anyone round about eighty five kilograms, eighty eighty five kilograms, so one hundred eighty pounds. Um, anyone around that weight and below should go for the seven meter, and anyone over 85, 180, 190 pounds should go for the um, eight meter. Obviously, if you're a taller person, definitely go for the bigger wing. Yep. Uh, if you're a smaller person, recommend the smaller wing, sort of height wise, because that that does affect it as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun to ride. Like I, I never thought we were going to be riding, and like I, it, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. in, and if you've got a wing, a hydrofoil wing, which has high glide and low, um, low drag, like high efficiency. You can ride through the lulls because you just, you, if you get you're high enough on your board and, you're, and your front wing's kind of close to the surface, you can kind of glide for a good 100 meters if you want to where before you hit that next gust. So it, it really does help in those conditions sometimes versus I was saying before, having a small wing with a big hydrofoil wing, uh, hydrofoil wing, this big hydrofoil wing's just got so much, so much drag, they, mm-hmm. they don't allow you to glide through water. So now, when you're starting to go out for long distance runs, and you and you want to, you know, you want to cruise upwind, and you want to go downwind, and you know it's going to be steady all day, sort of ten knots, twelve knots. You can go out with a lot more confidence, and you can really go adventuring. When previously you're probably just sitting on the beach and just going, you know what, I've done, I've I've mowed the lawn, I've I've taken the kids to school, I've I've done everything, I've got the time off work, I've been watching the forecast, I'm at the beach, and you know what, I can't get out there. There's nothing more frustrating. So True. I think this is really unlocking a lot of fun sessions for, for a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise be able to get out on the water on that specific Oh yeah, definitely. And sometimes that's all the wind you're going to have in that specific location, and it opens up the possibility yeah. of a brand new sport, a brand new thing for, for somebody to play with, and that's that's huge. That can change somebody's day for yeah, sure. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, hey, is there anything else you want to cover about? Because I know you had sent me something over about the motto for your brand, and I really like that about North and what it stood for. That was pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've yeah, we've we've done a bit of work on the brand in the past past eighteen months, two years, where we basically took on the new NES logo from our parent company, North Sales. And we've introduced that into our products. We're still north. We nothing has changed. Our, our tone of voice, our messaging. We we are very much still. You know, we're trying to be a really authentic brand that, and and we're trying to continue to to be that brand that people you know 
that'll hopefully they like North and, and they like where we're going. And, and our ambassadors, our riders are just the nicest, most inspiring group of people you've, you ever meet. You know, I always say, if you come in a room and you sit down want to one of our team riders, you're just like, oh, I, you know, I, I, you, they're people you want to get to know. Um, they're definitely people who've arrived. They're not on their way there. You know, they're, they're people that, that know who they are um, and, and really have experiences to share and, and they're all about making everybody better, not themselves. And that's, yeah. and that's, that's not, you know, not over themselves, should I say. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been a really cool part. You know, so it's a great crew internationally of, of pretty inspiring riders. And, and I think from a brand perspective, you know, we've, we took on this new NS logo and we're introducing it slowly. Um, but the brand and, and that's been really well received, you know, there's a, there's a lot of brand recognition out there on the, especially in the world of sailing for the for the North Sales brand, um, but you know we we we're we're North, we're North kiteboarding, we're North foils, we're just North. Um, we just happen to have the new NS logo, um, but most importantly, you'll you'll see there is a horizon in that logo, mm-hmm. and then that horizon is divided. It's got uh, two half circles. For those who can't are just listening on the podcast, effectively you have two half circles, and and one represents the wind, one represents the water. And uh-huh. and that's okay. kind of almost like a horizon line. And it's it's kind of a north as a direction. It's somewhere you're going towards a horizon. Quite often you're adventuring, you're seeking. But most importantly, it's when that water and that wind come together, that's when you have that alchemy, that magic. You know, that's that's what that's what our sport's all about. It's all about, you know, yes, you can have a good surf, but when you know, especially winging, kiting, um, when the wind's up and or you need wind to create swell. So those, those, that, the alchemy of the elements of wind and water coming together. That's the world we live in. That's you know, kind of halfway between the the low tide and the high tide. And and most importantly, we 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 celebrate constantly how freaking amazing our sports are. You know, the the North's uh, our tagline is it calls, and I think it just holds so true. It took us a long time to come to that tagline, but for us we just did a lot of deep soul searching as to what does what does this sport mean to us and and i think as you it caused you know you could be sitting there checking out the forecast you know every few hours or every time it updates um in the office or, or wherever you are in life and 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 you're kind of watching the whole time but then when you look outside you and suddenly that wind shifts and you know everyone's got their their tree where the indicator leaves are where you can see all there and the hair on the back of your neck goes up and you know it's on and and I think that that feeling, that 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 sport calling, it's not just a sport calling to us, but but it's also just being connected to nature, being or I don't want to sound too hippy dippy, but but just being being in in nature for, for me is is huge for all of us in the team. You know, mm-hmm. we all agreed that being connected to nature and, and having equipment that that allows us to be in nature and perform at a high level riding in nature just you know those experiences you everyone's probably got it those kodak moments those snapshots those memories of that wave or that that ride or that that beautiful sunset or whatever it was like on the water or that experience just being with friends you know that's that's those moments and that's how the sport for us calls to us um so yeah it it calls as kind of is an embodiment of of that emotion and and how the sport makes us feel yeah that's well put And, and it does it calls and I have a buddy who moved from Ottawa to Bali and, and he wasn't connected to surf, but he's been a little bit more connected to surf since he's moved there and just because it's all around him. Yeah. And he's like, man, the level yeah. of, th- there's just, it, it's something that I talk to with other friends as well who, who are more, who are more seeking, 
I guess there's nothing wrong with searching, seeking for as much wealth and money as possible, but it doesn't matter necessarily how much wealth or money you have with these sports. Like you look at some of our athletes and all the athletes that are pushing, it's time, it's dedication, it's passion. You can't buy that. You can't buy what some of these guys are able to do now. They've earned it over the course of 10, 15, whatever years and all their specific disciplines. But that's another thing. It's almost like this little, it's a bit of a badge of honor. And then to be connected with brands that see that and recognize that we carry stickers, we put them on our cars. It's so much a part of us and who we are and how much uh, um, a lot of the time we're looking for quiet spots in the middle of the woods, old growth, Vancouver Island. And that's where we sail. And it's kind of that special nice. connection that you're like, this is where we go and this is what we do. And and you, you, everybody's welcome, but you do have to earn it a little bit. Yeah. You, you got to have a bit of grit. You got to have a bit of perseverance and you can carry that through family life and through work life and through all that. So no, I, I appreciate that. I, yeah. I, I listened to that and I read it and that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think you appreciate it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of time and effort, energy, thought put into it and <laughs> I'm just trying to reflect who we are and what we're about but uh, mate isn't it great that that feeling that community i mean just yep. for me i love the kiting foiling proning towing surfing downwinding like it's just all these little pockets of crews that i'm in a whatsapp group for half of them but you know we go somewhere and we just ride together we share that experience and i think you're right like in comparison to surfing like spent most of my life surfing and it means some pretty um inhospitable places <laughs> where yep. locals are just localism and, and everything else is and what a breath of fresh air kiting and foiling is because, you know, especially in kiting, you need somebody to launch a kite and your bike. So you see, everyone's naturally super friendly. And I think foiling, because it's such a new sport, we've got such an incredible, we've got, it, I love foiling mm-hmm. because there's winging specifically because there's so many more women, women coming into the sport. Now sure. it's in comparison to other sports, it's 25, 30%. And that for me just means so much. Now I've got two young girls, um, 17 and, and 19 and, and you know, I've got my youngest ones getting into it, and and she, it's just it, it's it's really nice to to that those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to ramble no, on, no. but yeah, yeah. It, I'm definitely with you. It's huge, yeah. it's huge, absolutely. And it's opening up like we have. It's opening up sport for anywhere for up to because the median age I think of of our wonderful podcast listeners are like 65, right? And it's like they've yeah, converted. It's, it's an audible. Yeah. That's the downside of our sport, especially winging, is it is more expensive. Mm, and, I, and I talked yes, before, kind of touched right. on it, that, that it, is. Um, it is a luxury water sport. Yep. It, it's, it's unfortunate. I wish it could be more affordable. And, you know, we're always trying, but but it's, it's, it is unfortunate for those who've, who've got the disposable income, who have the time to be able to go and do a sport. Um, I mean, we should all consider ourselves pretty darn privileged to be able to be in this time period in life to be able to be able to go out experience this new sport and and have the feelings that we're, we're buzzing about yeah. but yeah i think we have to also recognize sort of humbly that that it, that it is more expensive yeah. and and if you do i always tell everybody like if you can teach somebody bring somebody on board if you don't mind you know maybe it's a wing that you've had a couple of seasons and it's not really worth a lot then just to to find those people that that have the passion but maybe don't have the, the income um, to do that and and share it with them, you know, I'm, I'm pretty shocking. I'm always finding people that I kind of patch gear together and and try just to try and get them out on the water, you know. But it's uh, it is yeah, we have to recognise it is definitely it is definitely reasonably expensive, especially when you get into the higher end materials and products. It is, and sure. I had uh, Willow River Tonkin on the show, so he's a pro rider yeah. from Core, 
and um, he was working. I'm just looking it up now here because he was working with. Uh, I'm not going to be able to find it now, am I? But he had a ah, surf to serve. So I, I'm finding that some athletes are coming forward and they're helping in this area where they're developing these kind of yeah. grassroots not-for-profit projects. This is a bit more surfing oriented, but I'm sure it's going to expand in different areas as well. And they do take in a whole bunch of gear. So a little shout out to Willow for what he's doing over in Mauritius. But th- yeah. there is I mean, support. yeah, there is helping that to be able to kind of help. Um, and I know some schools, like the school I work with, Elevation there on Van Island, they do their best as well to help out anybody that can come out that can afford and and uh, we're always doing our best to help out. And, and on the other spectrum, it's giving people who are older who an opportunity to expand, extend that sporting life. Like it, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, I look at my dad as a prime example. He didn't learn to kiteboard until he was sixty-five. Oh, good for him. And he's now seventy-nine, and he's still kiteboarding. Unfortunately, he's just had a couple of injuries this year, so he broke his wrists, and he's sprained his leg. Um, kiting about three, four weeks ago. Yeah, but he's frothing to get into foiling. Um, and, That's so and awesome. I think there's there's just a the impact on the body is just not as high. Um, you haven't got that constant banging and chattering like you do with a kiteboard or a surfboard. And 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 I think the, the yeah, it's just I'm I'm hoping. Hey, look, I hope I can keep falling <laughs> yeah, well too. into my eighties. <laughs> that's that's the game plan. That's the goal. Um, just you know, slide in there, just body completely exhausted. That's that's kind of the goal. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Just trying to share the sport with as many people as possible. So, like, I'm I'm always just trying to. Not not to make money, but just generally it sounds wrong, but but just generally to to share the stokes and why it's it's how do you how do you get more people into the sport and share what we've been so privileged and lucky to to experience. Oh yeah, no, like we're we're fortunate that this this whole kind of genre found us because it adds so much to your life and uh, definitely yeah, and, and it's great to be able to connect with with so many different enthusiasts and people who've been in the sport for such a long time, right? Like. That's pretty cool that you've been able well, to be in your that. Your job must be quite fun, it's Luke. I mean, fun, you, you yeah. get to interview lots of pretty cool people. Oh, I mean, yeah. how, do, how do you find that? It's really cool and humbling in the sense that it, that it's such an honor to be able to have those conversations with people, right? Because through I found Wynn through a, a, like a very serious motorcycle accident and I lost that motorcycle community. And then when I found Wynn community, it just kind of, it just brought me in. It was like, whoa, so I can camp in the wilderness nice. and do this and it strengthens my body. And then it's like, whoa. So yeah. then that, and then you, you, it, it became an extension of who I was. So then to be able to have these conversations yeah. with people who have, who are fortunate to find it before me, I found it at 29, but they found it at 10, 13. Yeah. I was like, whoa, how does that feel? Like, where did you, where did life yeah. bring you? Because you found this, Yeah. like, did it, did it yeah. make you into this kind of person or did it help teach you this or what did you learn from it? And that's the kind of cool aspect. So no, it's, it's becoming more and more fun. For me, and obviously, I was super nervous at the start, but we're getting, we're getting there, dude. You're yeah, killing thanks, that. man. You're doing thanks. really well. It's, and it's hey, just a quick shout yeah. out to you. I mean, I thank you for for spreading the word, you know, it's, and spreading the love. It's, it's, um, I think that's why, you know, as soon as you reached out, um, I was super keen to to come and have a chat to you because I, I think the work you do is is really important. Just to, you know, not everyone has time to sit down and watch videos, but you can throw a podcast on, you can put it on 1.2 speed, which I quite often do just <laughs> yeah. to, sometimes it's a little, not saying you, yeah. but others can be a little bit slow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, just to, just to get that, that wealth of information, I mean, and, and how lucky are we now in this day of podcast to be able to, I, I'm dyslexic. So 
like I've, I've, I read so slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so audio and podcasts for me are just such an amazing, uh, amazing uh, way to learn and and to understand other people's perspectives. So my massive shout out. Well done. No, for sure. No, I appreciate your time today as well because I know you guys are working on a bunch of on a bunch of things behind the scenes, which is really exciting. And so, when is the MA launch? That's coming up. Um, it's coming up literally, I think, in the next week. Okay. So, um, well, yeah, I'm hoping when you when podcast is live, hopefully within. If it's not on the website, then check in the next days, and and hopefully it is. If not, please subscribe to our newsletter. We've got a. a it we don't bombard you. It's it's minimal posts. It's and it's normally it's only when something's important or or in, it it's good information. But please feel free to sign up to. Um, to our newsletter, I think you get pinged when you land on the website. The website's northkb.com. Um, for all foiling stuff, please check out, download the North Foil Riders Guide. It gives you all of the information you could ever want way more efficiently than I do. It's got all the charts. It tells you what wings to put with what stabilizers, and it recommends a difference. It's also got some really cool links to our designer's notes videos where you get to go, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, not, that, I'm not an engineer, so... And where our engineers and designers can go into absolute detail on the performance characteristics and materials, the measurements, all that sort of stuff. If you just want to geek out like I do sometimes and just check it out, um, then you can really can sort of dive deep into the designer's notes on our YouTube channel. How beautiful. So just sub- subscribe to the YouTube channel on um, North Foils, or not kiteboarding, it's into kiting. Um, and and you can just see all those updates to the videos and new products and interviews with writers and, and all that whole, that whole side of it. And and we've also got, just to mention, we've also got a Facebook page called North Foil Writers um, and where it's just a community of people sort of coming in together, sharing what they're doing and what they're up to. And um, yeah, so uh, or just follow us on Instagram. There's another easy way, okay. um, just North Foils. Um, and uh, you can sort of track what we're doing and what we're up to. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining me today and taking the time. And uh, is there any wind out there? Are you going to maybe sneak out for no, a half there hour? We, no? Well, actually, you know what? There is this afternoon, I think it's about 17, 20 oh. knots southwest. It's going to be epic. Uh, we've got our Christmas party. We booked it early to try and get a good deal in Fair town. Enough. So we're, um, I think we're, we're going to go and uh, have a bit of an adventure and then um, have some food and a couple of drinks to sort of celebrate, you know, just end of the year. Sounds good. I'm getting around together. Well, hey, I hope that goes yeah, well. Yeah, very excited. So unfortunately, not on the waters today. No, that's okay. hopefully hopefully over the weekend. It's Friday. I mean, forecast looks good Saturday, Sunday. So oh, beautiful. Definitely keen to get out. Got some new get tests. So excited. All right, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining me, man. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks, Luke. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. We'll see you next time.